Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Through Pain, a podcast dedicated to the mission of walking people towards healing and health. In each new episode, we will discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Here is your host, Stephanie West, a licensed practicing counselor in the state of Michigan, a teacher, and a professor who lives her life at the intersection of mental health and education. Thanks so much for following along. Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode. Hopefully you have had a good past week here. I was so excited to be able to bring a bonus episode last week with Chad Hughes as we talked about what it looks like to fight for health, fight for healing, but also the benefits of engaging kind of that microdosing of trauma to become stronger people. And I'm going to build on that today. And I'm going to start by asking what I hope is a question that you seriously consider. And it's one that I had to consider long ago, and I've had to consider it and reconsider it over the last years again and again. And it's what might change in our life if we decide that we're ready to face the uncomfortable? What if we get okay being uncomfortable? What if we actually practice being uncomfortable? What if we actually got good at trusting ourselves that we'll figure things out even if we are uncomfortable? So last week talking with Chad, we're talking about what happens when you spend time under tension and your body is breaking down, but then all the necessary resources pull to that area and it goes back and it makes things stronger. That's a good meta analogy for life. Discomfort does not kill us. It is an invitation to get stronger. But how often do we avoid things because of the perception of the uncomfortableness or the unknown that causes discomfort? How often do we put our dreams on pause? How often do we put maybe even really important things on pause because we don't want to experience the uncomfortableness or the discomfort of things? And so I want to have that conversation today. What might change in your life and what could change in my life if we decide that it's okay to be uncomfortable? There are two primary things that we are doing in therapy When I walk with a client, there's two things going on. Number one, we're learning to manage their anxiety because things that are new and unfamiliar, things where there are changes happening, it's uncomfortable. So we manage the anxiety. That's one of the premier things we're doing in therapy. The second thing we're doing is we're building skills. Both of those things are necessary because when discomfort shows up, we have to navigate it by managing the anxiety and we have to build whatever the deficient skills are that will coach us towards being stronger. So we have to help people tolerate distress and then we get unstuck from whatever the current issue is by building skills. But building skills is in and of itself a process. We start with a small step, we take the next small step, we take the next small step, and over time it compounds into some really good results. But the entire way we're navigating discomfort, that's what it looks like. But from a just a baseline, when did we get the idea that life is supposed to be comfortable? You go back even two or three generations and life was a grind, man. It did not have what we take so for granted. I think I had heard it even recently that King's and queens in the early 1900s had far less luxury than the middle class person does today. Think about that. And I've cited this statistic before or this particular piece of information before. If you live in a household right now that generates $50,000 of income, and I get that, that's not every listener, but that's a lot of listeners here. You are in the top 1% of the world. We literally live in the lap of luxury and not much is off limits to us. So think about that. We 
are surrounded by comfort. And I think because that's true, it's really stymied our tolerance for the distress of things. But life is not supposed to be comfortable. That's not where growth happens. That's not where living happens. What a faulty way of seeing things, deciding that we're supposed to be comfortable. Now, here's another truth, and this is for another episode. I am not responsible for inviting comfort into your life. And we live in a world right now that says you have to say the right things in the right way at the right time. Otherwise, you'll be offensive. Otherwise, you'll get pushed back on. But here's the kind of the dual benefit of this understanding that I'm not responsible for your comfort. You're also not responsible for my comfort. You're not supposed to walk on eggshells around me. You're not supposed to look at the hard stuff that I've had and make sure that you don't offend me in any way. That's not how it works. Life is uncomfortable. Hard stuff is uncomfortable. Relationships are uncomfortable. And at some point, we've got to manage the distress of that. And then we have to build some skills because if we've decided that we're only going to live a life of comfort, I can, you know, wrestle out. Is that even living at that point? No one benefits. And we especially don't benefit if we disengage uncomfortableness altogether. We have to sharpen each other. And what that means is we invite truth and grace into relationships. My friends, that's uncomfortable, but that's where the growth happens. Being uncomfortable is an invitation into growth. And we can do that by managing anxiety and by building skills and by coming to walk with people like me, possibly if you want to, if you don't know how to do those things yet. But so often in an attempt to avoid pain and discomfort, while we might experience short-term relief, there will almost always be long-term consequences. One of my favorite little adages, and I heard this years ago, and I love the simplicity of this. Those who remain silent to keep the peace, they start a war within themselves because life is messy and life is complex and there's no such thing as a pain-free ride. So if you're going around trying to make other people's lives pain-free, I assure you, you're going to feel the pain there. And so then we look at statistics of you know addiction and we look at statistics of self-soothing and numbing and all of the things. A lot of that deals with the fact that we don't do things that cause discomfort, like having tough conversations, like engaging in discipline, like delayed gratification. And then we self-soothe or numb or medicate because the uncomfortableness of not handling our business is just too much. Imagine how life shifts, how life changes, what's afforded to you if you're willing to start navigating the uncomfortableness of things. I look at past relationships and I lament that one of the primary pieces of breakdown happened because we wouldn't go toe-to-toe with each other. We wouldn't look each other in the eye and have frank, truthful conversations about what we were experiencing. We didn't want to be uncomfortable. We didn't want to make the other person uncomfortable. We didn't trust ourselves to navigate that. What a pity. What a tragedy. A lot of breakdown happens when we refuse to be uncomfortable. If I had learned how to be uncomfortable five years ago, 10 years ago, how to be a learner, how to be humble, how to tolerate distress, some of my former relationships would have had significantly different outcomes. Now to that end, when we're connected with someone, they have to be willing to navigate the uncomfortableness too. That's when we're talking about relationship that is a vital component. If they don't, it's possible that we still will have breakdown happening. But I know moving forward as I go into relationships, friendships, whether it's romantic partnerships, whatever that is, if someone is pain aversive, if someone refuses to navigate tension, if someone refuses to experience pain, or refuses to experience uncomfortableness, that's not for me. 
It just can't be for me because it's too high of a price to pay. If you decide that you can't be uncomfortable, you're going to tap out of a lot of life. That's just the way it works. And I love the micro analogy of working out because the entire thing, it's a its a mind over matter situation. It's a pushing yourself through whatever the wall is that shows up. And it's being uncomfortable, understanding that it will make you stronger. When we decide there's a payoff to being uncomfortable, life can change drastically. So for example, I want to go back to school in short order here. If I want to get a degree, I'm going to have to spend time under tension. I'm going to have to sacrifice time, effort, availability to go do this new endeavor. It will be uncomfortable, but that's where the growth happens. Any new adventure I want to start, there will be a learning curve. There's going to be some vulnerability. It will be uncomfortable, but that's precisely where we grow. If I want to be more financially sound, I will have to deprive myself of things. I will have to be more strict. I will be less comfortable. But that's where we grow. That's how I secure future payoff. If I have health goals, there will have to be things that I deprive myself of now. Or there will be actions in which I have to engage and require of myself that will be uncomfortable. But that's literally where we grow. If I have a relationship that's struggling, I'm going to have to navigate uncomfortableness. And here's the thing, guys. Short-term discomfort, long-term payoff if we're willing to do it. And that's the piece that I walk through with clients often. You're going to have to pay the price. If you're not willing to have the short-term discomfort now, I assure you the long-term pain will be there. I promise you. Because that is the way that life works. Because we do not get out of this life pain-free. not a thing. But if we're willing to engage the hard, that's how we grow stronger. If you're in a job where things are going sideways and you don't know what to do there, and you're resisting having a tough conversation, or you're resisting setting a boundary for yourself, or you're resisting standing firm in a boundary that you've set, short-term relief of stress by letting it go, long-term consequence. Short-term frustration having to address it, long-term payoff. Being healthy and being well involves several things. Number one, we tolerate distress. Number two, if there are skills that we need to navigate it better, we have to work on building the skills. And building skills usually takes several things. It takes discipline and it takes practice again and again and again. Now, things like skill building and discipline, it can be super hard. It can actually be really boring sometimes too, but I assure you it will also be uncomfortable. And that's where I want to camp out today. It will be uncomfortable. Life will have discomfort. And if we are willing to learn to navigate that, if we are willing to get comfortable even with being uncomfortable, there isn't going to be a limit to where you can go and what you can do. Because then you just see each point of tension as an opportunity to grow and to lean and to stretch. And I had seen another quip the other other day that said something about the effect of when you go towards a goal, it's not about reaching that goal. It's about how you grow in the process. And that means embracing the uncomfortableness. So I'm going to be over here asking myself that question again and again. Steph, are you willing to be uncomfortable? What do you need to tolerate it better? What skills do you need to build so you can do this? But friends, if you're not willing to be uncomfortable, I guarantee you there's a cost. If you get comfortable being uncomfortable, that is where the growth happens. Uncomfortable is where the growth happens. And you will stretch into incredibly new places if you are willing to get uncomfortable. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.